welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. That's why part of our mission is to get discussions, conversations, and debates about mental health going. From psychiatrists to educators, entrepreneurs and community members, we bring you the stories and experiences of health advocates from around the world. And that's what we're going to do today. If you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content, please like it, leave a comment, or connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community. Mim, thanks so much for joining us today on the Mind Tales Collective. It's so great to see you, and I'm genuinely excited to get to know more about your perspective on wellness and fitness. As a personal trainer and a spinning teacher trainer, Mim is a co-owner of The Room, which is an integrative wellness fitness studio in Abu Dhabi. Mim, you have an extensive background in the health sciences and traditional Chinese medicine, venturing into nutrition and fitness later on. So before we jump into finding out more about the room. Can you tell us more about you? How would you describe your evolution of interest in these different topics and your journey to Abu Dhabi where you are today? Thank you so much for having me actually, Raisa. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to have this opportunity to, uh, to have a little chat. Um, yeah, for me, actually, everything came full circle. I actually started um, started with health sciences and an interest in helping people uh, towards wellness. Um, I majored in traditional Chinese medicine. So this, at the time that I studied, it was pretty way out. Um, it wasn't, um, holistic medicine was not uh, in the forefront um, it was still all very much based on uh, Western medicine. And when I came to traditional Chinese medicine, what I loved was the fact that it was holistic. It didn't yeah. look at just signs and symptoms. It actually looked at what is the root cause of illness or discomfort. And this has pretty much been for me the... Um, the, yeah, how do you say that? Um, the theme of, of my evolution yeah. Um, as, yeah, uh, in wellness. Right. So I, what, I really, uh, what I really love about traditional Chinese medicine is the fact that you look at the entire body and the environment all as one thing. And therefore you can't separate physical and psychological symptoms because yeah. all of them have to do with the same yeah. um, and that is the that is what I take into wellness and fitness as well a lot of people will just show up to a gym with one reason and that is to either um, you know to tone up and get uh, and get big or to lose weight that's that's the biggest two reasons yeah. and we actually go ahead and look into why that is mm -hmm. so in terms of my evolution as as a trainer when I came to Abu Dhabi that's when my real fitness journey started yeah. I mean I dabbled before that but I really I started running and that's that's where you know that's where it came from and running taught me that I could achieve a lot of things like every time I could go a little bit further and that 
you know, uh, after after diligently running for three months, I was able to run my first 10 kilometers. And then that inspired me to run my first half marathon. Um, and then from there, I actually went into more of a gym setting and one day got on a uh, an indoor bike and did my first class of indoor cycling. And it was uh, love at first sight. Yeah. And, uh, and to the point now where I actually train people to become uh, spinning instructors, which is a real passion of mine and one of the central focuses of our um, our business, uh, the room as well. So, so yeah, I think my evolution, and then it came full circle after that because after I got back in, uh, back into fitness, I got back into wellness. I became certified as a health coach. And okay. started really talking to people on, um, on, on a holistic level about their health and fitness. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, so that's where that came from. Sounds incredible. I can't wait to hear more about the room itself and the idea and the mission behind this initiative. And so like you were explaining, the regular approach that many fitness clubs um, around the world and within the region take is offering a physical space for members to work out. And some of those add-ons perhaps include personal trainers or group workouts. But I love that the room undertakes such a different approach, a personalized approach, both towards individuals and also the community that you've built at the room as a whole. So how is the room different? What is the mission behind this initiative? And how did this idea come about? Uh, so my business partner and I decided to take more of a holistic view when it comes to health and wellness, because just simply asking somebody to lose weight is not going to be a full solution for what they're facing in their life. It's right. just a symptom in the same way that, you know, that if you take a headache tablet, it just takes out the headache, but it doesn't take out the reason that you had the headache in the first place. Yeah. So we start with why. So if your aim is to lose weight, and let's be honest, most people come to a gym because they have that one symptom, which is they have excess weight that they want to get rid of. We start asking why. And we say, okay, so why is it? Well, because, you know, I, I want to lose five pounds. Why do you want to lose five pounds? Well, because um, I'm getting married and... I felt my best when I was five pounds lighter. Okay, so what else is it about five pounds lighter that actually makes you made you feel good? And we go back and we talk about, you know, what it was in their life that was making them feel much better at the time. And then we start to look at a way for them to get back into, uh, into that. And of course, that's never going to just be a matter of losing weight. Yeah. Um, there's going to have to be other work that's done uh, with that as well. Now, in terms of the way that we deal with that at the room, especially with our spinning classes, we add an extra element, especially in terms of personal development. Yeah. So we um, we actually have topics that we cover in classes, which, you know, spinning classes have the reputation of being die hard, kill you yeah. kind of classes. Um, and we don't always teach spinning like that. Sometimes it's more of a moving meditation on the bike. 
Um, and then, of course, we have other complementary classes as well, like yoga classes yeah. that, you know, traditionally deal with um, holistic wellness. But also we do things like sound bath meditation. We do meditation. We combine spinning with meditation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fairly unique take on yeah, um on, on, on a traditional gym situation. I mean, what I always say is if you have a, a community, because let's be honest, right? Nobody really likes to exercise. But if you have another reason to go to the gym, which is because you know that your friends are there or you know, you're gonna meet like-minded people that feel the same, yeah. then you're much more likely to go, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't just have the opportunity for you to burn calories. We have the opportunity for you to be able to connect and communicate with other human beings. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a much stronger draw to be able to keep you on track than just simply, you know, counting calories uh, ever will be. Absolutely, absolutely. I think community is such an important part of commitment to personal goals and actually living that out and seeing it through. So I love that the room prioritizes that. And I actually would love to hear more about the physical spaces and the programs that the room offers um, its clients. I find it fascinating that within the room, you've described these different places specifically for mindfulness, processing emotions, maybe even to do with sound meditation and also for spinning itself. So more than that, there's also this intentional emphasis that you explained about building a community and welcoming individuals from all walks of life, no matter who they are. So can you tell us more about these spaces and what tangible benefits have you seen to uh, that it brings to those who are seeking to transform their physical and their emotional health and, and just talk a bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, When we were coming up with the room, we wanted to create a space that people felt comfortable in. And therefore, you you have to um, be a a space that welcomes everyone, no matter where they're from. And, you know, traditional gyms are seen as maybe a a torture space, you know, um, it's seen as a place where you walk in and there's, you know, there's, there's bodies everywhere that, 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 you know, and people who aren't necessarily gym junkies or gym bunnies um, don't really feel comfortable in that space. So in terms of our studios, and we don't have a traditional gym floor, it's not machines or anything like that. They are just group classes that we teach. So when you walk in, our space looks like a living room. It has a communal table that you can sit around and you'll find people um, on their laptops working or people having a coffee and, and speaking uh, speaking with each other, connecting. Yeah. Um, we try to keep an emphasis on, you know, uh, on not having too much integrated technology there because we right. want people to connect on a deeper level. And therefore people feel more comfortable with each other because then you, you walk in and you see your friend and you actually, you know, have a conversation yeah. with your friend yeah. eye to eye um, you know, in the last year, obviously this has all changed a little yeah. <laughs> but 
the essence of it is still there and yeah. we tried our best to integrate that onto uh onto our online but yes every space is thought out to be a space where people might feel comfortable we also like to um like to keep the space really uncluttered and clean and make sure that people feel like it's a good space to work out in yeah um, yeah and you know the trainers that work with us we make sure that they are the type of person that has a lot of empathy a lot of understanding many of our trainers have come on on their own personal fitness and weight loss journey. So they understand what it's like to be um, unfit or not in a place where you feel happy with yourself and yeah. then working towards it day by day. I mean, obviously it's never a destination. It's always a journey. Yeah. But, you know, we have people that acknowledge the fact that things aren't always perfect. You can't always hit your, your four workouts a week, right? Yeah. Sometimes life gets in the way. And, you know, some things are more important as well yeah. than getting the workout in all the time. So we do try to be understanding with people while still holding them accountable too because, right. you know, <laughs> it Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. accountability. That is the key. Exactly. Um, and you're more accountable when, you know, you're always – you're always doing your workout with the person next to you. Yeah. And if you weren't there, they're going to be like, well, where were you? you know? so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not only, not only the trainer is going to be standing there wagging their finger at you, yeah. everyone else is going to be like, come work out with us. Or where were you? Is everything okay with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear you talk about this balance between accountability and also self-compassion at the same time. I think accountability when it comes to working out or fitness regimes or just your physical health, oftentimes it can feel like you're, you don't, you kind of punish yourself maybe sometimes for not sticking to that schedule or not doing the exact amount of workouts you wanted to complete every week. But I think that element of self-compassion at the same time, recognizing that it's not always going to be perfect is so incredibly important to sticking with it in the long run as well. Yes. I think, you know, it's important to realize that people punish themselves with all sorts of different things, right? You know, whether it's it's drugs or alcohol or it can even be fitness as well. Like, you know, a lot of us punish ourselves for um, what we eat by doing long workouts afterwards. And our, our mission at the room is to tell people, look, you know, it's not the best way to get rid of what you ate, but the best way is to think about what the reasons were that you felt like you needed to, um, you know, that you needed to comfort yourself with yeah. all of that, uh, all of that food that wasn't potentially great for you. And of course, you know, life happens and celebrations happen and we have the foods that we have to celebrate life. I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't have anything, but what I'm saying is sometimes we try to mask our pain with things right. like, food and over-exercising and I think we talk a lot about that at the room to to let people understand that there is an optimal amount of exercise that you can do and the best way to judge that is your um is is your energy levels and making right. sure that you're resting properly and that you're not just hammering yourself all the right. time 
Um, and, and, you know, I think that's probably one of the main differences yeah. uh, between us and other gyms because we don't say more, 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 more. We say enough and then uh, and the rest is, is about self-care and, and yeah. being mindful about what it is that you're doing to your body. Right. Right, absolutely. Um, and so in alignment with these current circumstances, you touched a bit on this before about the room's efforts to create this community-based um, initiative and bring it with you online, given the situation that we're in with isolation and quarantine and some of us working from home. So as a within your role itself, what has this experience been like for you and how have you tried to bring the room's aspects of healing emotional wellness and guidance onto online platforms? Yeah, this was, this was a conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, when everything shut down um, last year, we were already aware of the fact that it was a big possibility that we were going to be shut down. So about two weeks before the actual closure of gyms, um, my friend uh, Rebecca and I were working on an online solution so that we could at least keep doing our classes for people at home if yeah. the gym was uh, shut down. Now, obviously, that was, that was a whole journey. Um, but of course, only just streaming your classes is not a solution because right. you lose all of those aspects that I was just talking about, yeah. the community, the, uh, the people being accountable to each other. So the way that we kind of did that was we started doing a lot of health talks, a lot of just spaces where people could come and meet each other the people that had seen each other at the gym before right. we did little parties zoom parties in in the evening um just so that people could stay connected because I don't know if you remember when we were all locked down in the beginning that was that was fairly uh that was fairly severe. You couldn't almost go out at all. And we had a curfew at night. So we did yeah. find that um, having these meetups and spaces and taking time after classes for people to talk to each other as well yeah. um, was, was a really good way of keeping people together. Um, and then when we reopened in July, it took a long time. We had a lot of people that were still online with us for a long time. Um, and we still continue online classes today. We now stream them out of the studio rather than out of, uh, out of the online studio. Right. Uh, but we do find that, um, that people, even though some of them have moved overseas, they're still training with us online. We have uh, people coming in from South Africa, from Australia, from Europe, from lots of different places. We had a Hong Kong person today as well. Um, so we do find that even more than we did before with this being such an expat place, we can still keep in touch with all of yeah. the people that yeah. have moved away too. So. It's actually been a wonderful experience. I can, um, I can to have this, and we'd been meaning to do it for a long time, but of course, COVID forced us to do it, which was probably a good thing because otherwise, you know, you can be pulled in so many different directions. So yeah, I think that um, it's been really good in pushing us further forward in terms of that holistic view that we have as well. We do lots of health talks about 
food and nutrition and emotional well-being, of course, personal development, getting organized and, you know, and finding a routine because that's what everyone lost, right? They lost their routine and people just in the beginning, I think we all thought it was to be over in a couple of months. Right. It's just going to be a few more months. And I think about six to nine months in, we kind (laughs) of went, it's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. So we better start finding our new normal. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I, so I mean, constant evolution, but that's life for you, right? Yeah, no, thank you for explaining more about the personalized approach that the room takes, as well as how it's integrated with the efforts that you put in to build a community. I think it's a wonderful, comprehensive approach and it's, it's wonderful work. Um, but before you go, Mim, could you share with us your top three tips for self-care or any days when you're investing in your mental health? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, the number one thing is take time to check in with yourself. Um, we're always constantly ticking off our to-do list and trying to get through everything that we need to do in a day. And it can be days sometimes before we take the time to go, so how am I really feeling? Um, So it's about a consciousness. Uh, So whether you do that via journaling or whether you do that via breathing exercises or even just sitting on the beach and watching the waves roll in, I think it's really important to, even if it's just five minutes, to really just check in with yourself. Because sometimes we don't even know how we are. We don't ask the question. Yeah. Um, and I think consciousness is definitely um, definitely the key to that. The next thing would be ask yourself why. Um, you know, before you engage in something that you know that potentially might not be that good for you. Yeah. Um, Ask yourself, well, why is it that I'm doing this? Because most of the time it's just that we're unconscious of what is actually driving us. Um, And sometimes maybe we don't even want to deal with that as well. Um, I I deal with these issues a lot in in some of the spinning rides that I teach. It's about about knowing and asking yourself, well, what am I going to gain from this or what is this going to be as a consequence? And then the number three thing that nobody does enough of is rest. Um, (laughs) We are conditioned to produce maximum uh, efficiency or maximum work. And we're always encouraged to be busy um, and sacrificing sleep or sacrificing physical rest is something that will really affect your health long term and we feel bad about taking a pause and you know I'm not even saying that you know that I'm completely free of uh, (laughs) of that either yes but it's a work right you have to work and 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 give yourself the permission to be able to rest adequately because you know we owe the people that we love and the people that we're around the best version of ourselves, including ourselves. Absolutely. I think, I mean, you're certainly right. Rest and recovery, I think are essential components of high performance and 
becoming our ideal selves, as you wonderfully explained before. I think that's a great way to, to put it, actually. Um, thank you so much, Mim, for sharing this with us today on the Mind Tales Collective. Um, where can our audience keep up with the work that you do and the initiatives at The Room, and perhaps if they might think about joining, where can they find out more? So our website is theroom.ae, and uh, you know, we'd like to invite everyone to go and have a look and see if it's uh, it's maybe a fit for them. Um, they can always reach out to us via that website. Perfect. Thank you so much. I will make sure that all of that information is well communicated to our listeners. It has been such a pleasure chatting with you today, and we hope to have you back at some point in the future. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been wonderful. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Tales Collective. If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at Mindtales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.